What's going on, everybody? Nick Powell's publisher of 1851franchise.com. I am joined by Ellen Fanning of Southern Classic Chicken. Uh, very excited to hear the story and get into the why you why now. So, Ellen, uh, it's such a simple opening, but tell me your story and tell me the story of the brand as a, as a starting point. Well, you know, my story is I got back into the business uh, shortly after college and then um, I guess ever since I was seven or eight years old, really, but got back in as a partner and an owner uh, shortly after college. And it's been a long road, but it's been a good road. I mean, we've, we've always had a good time doing it. We really enjoy doing what we do. So it's not a hard job at that point. You know, I mean, we really enjoy it. What's what's the business like imagine there's someone out there on the web that has fallen into this video and is like okay what what is this explain what what the business does so we are a fried chicken business we uh we specialize in uh just regular fried chicken and very few sides our sides are actually extraordinary uh compared to most chicken restaurants but uh we like to just be fast and um you know i mean at this day and time it's hard to do but we really try to say we're, we're fast and we're cheaper than everybody else. But now, I mean, the, it's so competitive nowadays with the pricing increases and all, but we, we just really do fried chicken and we do it well. Okay. So if we go backwards to really the first real recognizable franchise in the food space, McDonald's, Absolutely. we look at what made them special in the beginning stages it was a few things one was owner operator uh you knew who your owner was they, they were in the community and then you look at the menu and it was burgers fries and shakes that's it and so what i hear with you it's like how do we keep this keep this simple don't overly don't make this overly complex and then position this in the right real estate that the community will will absorb this right yeah yeah well, i mean we've uh we found that just about every community we go into is, is very accepting to us. At first, they're like, hey, where's everything else? But, you know, we do chicken and fries. That's what we really want to do. And we, you know, we try to do that and do it well. Uh, and, and it's like, hey, where's all this? Where's all that? And we just say, hey, it's, it's not. But come back and see us and you'll understand why. And then we keep a good, good clientele basis due to that. I mean, they know they can come in there. They see the lines are long. They pull in there. They know they're going to get their stuff and get out. And it's been really good for us. Love it. Talk to me about what the franchise story is. When did you decide to franchise? What made you decide to franchise? And how has that been going? Well, uh, franchising, we looked at it several times over the years. And we've gotten to the point now where we are just ready to move to a different area. Um, we are owner operators. Uh, I mean, we're in our stores every day, all day. And, you know, it gets tiring. The older you get, the uh, more tired you get. But uh, we really decided that probably, f I think in 2017 or 18, we really wanted to introduce our product to more people because we have a really good following. And I think in 19 is when we started hiring everybody and getting involved. And, of course, you know, what happened after that i don't even like saying it but uh we've actually sold a few uh franchises for down south louisiana um looking to sell some more here real soon we've got some stuff in the pipeline but you know everybody down there even it's just hard to get property it's hard to get things and um but we decided we wanted to do it mainly because we wanted more people to 
see our product and deal with our product because we feel like we have one of the best uh, fried chicken restaurants out there. The way we operate, the way we do things, the minimalistic view, like you said earlier, what made Popeye's so great was, hey, it was burgers, fries, and a shake. We're chicken fries and a drink. And I don't think they missed the mark then, and but I think they've gotten out of that area and we've stayed in it. So when when the business was created, was was the mindset to keep it simple, or was yes. that just the yes. condition That's of starting restaurant? The very very first day, uh, my uncle, um, he he said, you know, let's do chicken, let's do it right. Look, only thing he wanted to do was chicken and fries. And if you ever tried to put mashed potatoes in there, it took a few years to get mashed potatoes in there. But we got them. I mean, some others got them in there. That was kind of before my time, but. Uh, but yeah, it was just chicken and fries. I mean, that's kind of the way it was started and the way it was intended. Okay, so let's go back to your story. You 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 said I fell fell back into this business. <laughs> yeah, what, uh... I went to college in aviation and uh, criminal justice, and this is like neither one of them. <laughs> so it was one of those things where I enjoyed doing it when I was younger. Uh, went to college to do these other things, and I said, you know what, I just it's even after college, like, it's not what I wanted to do. And uh, I really like people. I like doing things. I, I like seeing people succeed in life. Um, it, it helps my feelings to know that, you know, I'm a stepping stone for some of these people. I mean, through college, I, I mean, I sold candy. I did whatever I could do in college trying to get through. And I feel that same way about some of our employees. Now they're doing all they can to get through. So, I mean, I fell back in it just because, I liked it. I, I didn't really want to do what I went to college for. I, I called my father one day and he always tried to encourage me to do other things, just like I do my kids. And, and I called him, I said, Hey, can I start work next week? And he said, uh, yeah, starting rusting. And that's where it started. I, you know, I moved back to where I live now and, uh, I started work in rusting on Monday and I've been there since, uh, I guess that was 20, Oh, oh my gosh, I'm telling my age here, uh, about 24 or five years. So, I mean, it's been good, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy it. So, so I hear a lot about family when, when you're looking at, and even the family, the way that you're treating your employees, you're saying, if I could be a stepping stone to help them build a better life for them, I'm, I feel, I feel uh, gratitude and, and I feel value out of that. Is, is family a part of this business? And frankly, you know, I think absolutely. family resonates with the product too. It's, it's built for family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, myself, my two cousins, uh, my uncle and my father are all in this. Uh, my two cousins, they're, you know, they're a huge, huge, huge part of this whole thing. They're, they're, I mean, golly, I, I'm just a, I'm just a very small part in this organization. Uh, we all work great together, I feel like, and uh, it, it makes it feel good. I mean, you know, it's like brothers. Every once in a while, you might get a little argument or something, but, hey, man, we all we all have the same mindset. It's just a different way to get there. And, uh, you know, I, we treat our employees like family. We have employees that have been with us in some of these stores well over 20 years. Uh, had one that retired not too long ago, 30-plus years. Uh, had several that just stayed with us until they had to quit. I mean, we, we enjoy people and we enjoy being around people. We don't like a change. You know, we, we like to keep the same people around us that are, that are doing what they know how to do. All right. Go back to, 
you, you jumping back into the business because because I think this will resonate with um, with who the franchise buyer is. I mean, ultimately, when you buy a franchise, most of the time, unless you're a multi-unit franchisee that's adding other businesses, you're making a drastic change. And so you go to college uh, and you settle on things that aren't relevant to your life today. Um, that people are going to go through that same, same process. How does your dream change? You have a dream to go to college, you go get your education, but then you've now jumped back into the family business. How has your dream changed? And what was, what was the process that got your dream to evolve into being associated with this business? Oh, that's a, I don't know. I mean, my, my dream changed in college whenever I realized that, you know, in aviation and criminal justice was that no one cared about you. I mean, in aviation, you, you were a number on a wall and criminal justice, you're just a number on a radio. Uh, and, and after a while, you know, you think about that. And I mean, I still fly today, but uh, you think about it, you're just a number. Even it's just the number on the side of your plane. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you are. They don't know anything about you. And, uh, my dream changed because kind of that I like people, you know, uh, I, I don't like being by myself doing stuff. I mean, I mean, I do, but I mean, I don't like being a number. I don't like being some, I, I, I'm not one of those that looks for any kind of fame or fortune or anything like that. It's just that, Hey man, you're welcome at my house. Come on. You know I mean? I'll cook you a steak. I, I'm just, I like people and I like being around people and, people make my life better. Um, so as far as changing my dream, it was to more or less be around my, my family, you know, and, and, and friends. And even though they're workers, they, they turned into friends, a lot of them. So um, I just, I, I really, it's about people to me. I mean. See, I think that's, that's a powerful statement, whether, whether you, you see the value in what you just said or not, like the reality yeah. is, Take some of the big big brands in franchising. Their approach to franchise sales is how much cash do you have and I'll put you in business and you are just a number. Yeah. And what you just said is I, when I got back into this thing, I didn't want to be just, just a number. I wanted it to count for something more. And I would imagine this is going to carry over to everybody that is welcomed into the franchise. You need them to want that same thing. You don't want them just to be a number on the side of the plane that nobody knows the story you want them to be a part of the family. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, I mean, the the people that we've signed on, I mean, we talk non-business, we talk business. Uh, I mean, we like to do things, you know, we, we've done things together and it, it's, it is more of a, a people deal. It's, it, it is not a number. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, they have my phone number, but that's not, you know, but but no, we talk about a lot of things other than just business. So now you get these first franchisees in. When when did they first join the business? Uh, about a year and a half ago, we signed a couple, and they've had just horrible luck finding properties. And uh, I mean, it's not them; it's just that everything hit at the same time, and all the values doubled and tripled, and you know, and now we're just, we're fighting properties, but we're finding them. Uh, believe next week we'll have one that's closed and 
so we can get moving on that one. And then shortly thereafter, we should have another one or two, possibly three. I mean, I, from, from me looking at it as an outsider, you take, take what happened during COVID COVID made a lot of people see the delicacy of life, whether it affected them directly or they just, you know, you're in tune with the news, you know, that our lives are going to have an expiration date. And so when you know that, like when you become conscious that there's a finite number of years that we'll have in this world, now you evaluate your current situation a little bit differently. And that could be someone sitting in, in a seat saying, I don't want to be a number. I want to be a part of something, something bigger. And so now these, these folks started thinking about that during COVID and if they bought. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we were actually, we, we franchised right. Actually, I'm sorry. Time flies. Uh, Cause we did franchise right. You know, right before, before the COVID really got bad. Uh, so, but, you know, after that, we, we started, we saw a pullback, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, people started spending money, but they spent the money on the stuff they wanted because, you know, their life changed. I mean, everything changed. I'm sure you've seen it too, but uh, we saw a pullback on the franchise side and now we're seeing people that are really, really interested uh, because they had their fun with their money. And now I think they're seeing that, hey, we can do this and, and make some, you know, make some money for our kids and grandkids, you know. Well, I think that's the, that's another critical thing. When we started asking franchisees about why, why do you even do this? There's only one answer. Like it doesn't even divert. It's, it has something to do with family. Yeah. And whether it's building legacy or it's working together with someone, like they do that for you that. Spend time with family. Yeah, right. And so they they look for what opportunities exist that they can park some cash into and have have this jump off opportunity. And obviously, they're, they're you're starting to see it fall in with you. Yeah. How are you? How do you approach the solve for real estate? Do you have to become bendable or flexible in what you're looking for? Absolutely, uh, you have to become flexible, uh, but you still have to keep. It's all you got to go back to numbers when it comes back to that. I mean, you got to have the correct amount of population within a certain area. You got to have, you know, traffic counts got to be within a certain area. You know, we were looking at the beginning, staying in the higher numbers, trying to keep it in those higher numbers. But I think now it's, we're looking at it a little differently. Um, Trying to find those, those real niche spots where some people aren't looking, uh, but the numbers are there. And I think that may be where we excel a little bit uh, because we're not going to be right beside some of these bigger guys. You know, you're going to drive around down the corner and down another area and go, oh, they're they're Southern Classic. You know, I mean, because we're not going to be right there in front of everybody, in front of everything. It's just we've never done that, you know, Uh, and we have a really good following because of that. I mean, people don't have to go to that area. When you decided on franchising, are you thinking, how do we get to 10 units? Are you thinking, how do we get a thousand units? Like what, what is initial thought? Well, that goes back to what we were talking earlier. Uh, We don't want to grow real fast uh, because we want to get to know everybody that we're dealing with. Uh, I I do think, yes, uh, that we have numbers out there. I mean, that we would like to see. 
I mean, we have 18 corporate units right now. Uh, we would like to see that matched and then, you know, and then see a few more. And then, you know, we, we've got a number in our head. We're going to keep a certain amount of corporate units to a certain amount of franchise, franchises. So, you know, I mean, we both got to grow. Uh, but I, I don't want to put a number per se on it, but we don't want it to be fast and furious because we don't want to lose the touch, you know, with the people that we, we are working with. Well, there's some, I'll, I'll tell you, there's some magic in the 18. I mean, majority of brands, emerging brands, they create one unit and then they franchise. And here you've put your money where your mouth is. And frankly, whether you can see this in an FDD or in an item 19, like mm -hmm. the secret is the only reason you would have gone from one to two and two to three and all the way up to 18 is because you figure out a way how to build a business that drives yes. profit. Like it's, it's there. And yes, so sir. now yeah. you're able to cash flow your business through there and it shows proof in the pudding. Yes, sir. That, that is, that, that was another driving force behind the franchise was we, we think we have a lot of it figured out and uh, well, actually most of it figured out. We're, we're working on a few things, uh, but we we've had to hire some great people, you know, to make it happen. And we've done that also. Uh, we're not scared to change. Uh, we were for a long time, but when we came to this franchising, it was like, Hey, you got to make a few changes, but we don't change our operation. We don't change the way we do things. We change other things. And I mean, I think it's going to be a really fun road. When you think about your product and you think about, we, mentioned competition in the beginning stages yeah you, you can have some of these like you know shack gets involved with a business and it yeah. takes off yeah. for for no reason yeah. when you look at oh, these yeah. brands and you taste their product are you like what are you guys doing or are you like you, you know, know i do that so much i i'm i'm the world's worst i mean you can't see all of me right now but there's a reason i i like fried chicken my doctor don't like it but i do <laughs> and, uh, but uh but no yes absolutely man i i was I travel all over and if it's, if I drive by a chicken place, I've got to stop and try it. And I try and I'm like, man, how is this the only one or do they have more or, or what? Cause I mean, what are you thinking? I mean, I, I've been around, I guess, chicken my whole life and it's hard to, it's hard. You know, it is hard to change. It is hard to look, at someone else's chicken and go, man, that chicken's pretty. Cause it's not most time I look at, it, I go, man, their chicken's ugly. Why, why don't they do this? You know, in my head, I'm just like, I, I know how to make it better. Uh, but I'm not perfect either. Uh, I mean, I give them credit where credit is due. They, they have a niche and I'm not sure what it is, but it may be just like you said, it may be Shaq, but Hey, I, I've met Shaq one time in my mind. He's a great guy, you know, uh, I, I can't fault him for anything he's doing. He's super powerful and he's done a fantastic job. With a lot of things he does, but you know, I haven't, have not tried his chicken yet. I will. But. I mean, I think what we're, we're talking about is like when people try your product, mm -hmm. they fall in love with it, but there's Some still point. a gap in getting more human beings to try your product. And as more people start tasting it and more franchisees expose other neighborhoods and communities yeah. to it, like that's how things take off. And sometimes you can mask it by having a celebrity or some sort of buzz factor. But you're, what I hear is slow and steady. We're putting our money where our mouth is. 
We're very confident in, in us being very dialed into smart operations, which is just chicken, fries, and a drink. Like, be super dialed in, and we should have good outcomes. That's what we believe. Um, I, I don't think we need the celebrities. I don't think we need things. I, I mean, we need, yes, we want them as customers, believe me. I'd love to have them all as customers, but uh, I mean, there is a wow factor to some of that. Uh, I mean, people eat our chicken and and they're like, man, it's not too spicy. It's not this. It's just right. It's great. Uh, and they're like, man, have you ever tried this? You can't hardly eat it. And we want it to be just right. I mean, it's not too spicy. It's not too bland. Uh, we we kind of found a good medium and and people seem to really like it. You know, uh, and it drives it for the franchisees. You know, I mean, that's one thing we're here to help with. I mean, we we've actually talked about building stores around them to help them, you know, and, and do things. We we want this to go and we want the people to experience our product. But our product has reached a lot of people over the years due to uh, our Shreveport locations. You know, there's a lot of people that come in and out of Shreveport, Louisiana. And, and I mean, we get phone calls from Chicago and everywhere. They, they love our chicken, uh, Houston, Dallas, LA, uh, Georgia. Oh my gosh. I mean, I get phone calls all the time or emails or, you know, you look Google and all this stuff. We, we get all the analytics and it's just, it's amazing to see what our reach is out of North Louisiana and East Texas. You know, I mean, it, it's crazy, but to think that we can be there with them one day, that's that's pretty awesome too you evolved your brand a little bit recently on the on the look and the feel and, and yeah. the size. what what drove you to do that uh you know we had some customers we found that in in some of these towns some customers look at us and go oh man that chicken's hot i can't eat it when was the last time you ate it oh man no it's you know y'all got all them peppers and everything and they're looking at our signs and they're looking at things and they didn't even try our chicken you know so we were like, man, we, we got to update and we got to get some of these things changed. And then we want something to entice people to visually. We've never been a visual person. We just built a store. And if you looked at all of our stores in the past, they were all a little different. Uh, and we just built a store and we made it work. And now we're, we're just trying to get up to today's times. We felt like we were years behind the curve on getting up to date. Uh, with looks, branding, and things. I mean, our brand had been the same, oh my gosh, 35 years. We never changed anything. So it was time for a facelift and an update. Not, I mean, really, that's all it was, was just a facelift and an update. I mean, on our brand, we we didn't change anything but the signage. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say why we did it. I mean, it was a little want to and then a little encouragement you know, from others uh, yeah. that we hired. Uh, it took, well, a little encouragement. That's an understatement. It took a lot of encouragement, but we didn't want to change, but we we felt the need to after a little while and after looking at it. Well, look, I in, from where I stand, I mean, I, I think you've done, you've done a really nice job on updating it, but I, if I'm, if I'm predicting, it. it's yeah, going to be a, it's going to be um, that's going to be icing on the cake because the reality is really good product doesn't need branding. You know, yes, it just people come there because they're like, I, I get it right. I get it 
hot and I get it the way that I expected it. And they don't care what the brand looks like. When you add that filter on top of it, it and it, it, it is good for franchising because you need to have a consistency of, of brand and voice. But, you know, you what you've told me from a story selling standpoint, you got people all over the country loving the product. The brand is irrelevant in that situation, you know? Yes, yes. So, so, I mean, I agree with you. It's icing on the cake to us also. We've, we've always wanted everything to kind of look the same. And uh, we've taken some big steps in the last few days, even increasing that. So we've opened our new prototype store in Bozier. And um, it was funny. Uh, you should have seen the reviews from that before it ever got open. Uh, the, I mean, just because of the branding, you know, it was funny. But uh, but no, we we've got it open now. We're fixing to retro a bunch of stores to you know update like it, and uh, we we really like it. I I think it turned out spectacular. All right, so that's good. I mean, you were you were super proud. You're you're proud of the business when you jump back in. You're mm-hmm. proud of the business along the way. You're proud of the people that are around you. You're proud of where the brand is going. So now, as we think into the future and think about someone that's on the outside watching this maybe has never tried the product. What, what is the why you, why now, why should someone think about this business now? Well, I mean, from a business perspective, uh, it is a good business. I mean, I, I've been in a lot of businesses just as if you're just a business minded person, um, come talk to me because it, it, it's a good business. It's a good business model. Uh, we believe that, it, it can support a family. It can help you support your family. Uh, but, you know, in all, man, I mean, we just love our product. I mean, we, we love what we do. And, I mean, we want other people to, to feel it too. I mean, you know, you asked earlier about franchising. I'm going to step back a sec. I mean, you said it earlier. It's all about numbers. It's all about money. It's all about all this stuff. But you understand when you franchise, I'm losing a lot of money, you know, because I could be building those stores and doing that myself. It's not about the money. It's about wanting my product in more places for more people to try and enjoy uh, for the franchisee looking in. Hey, I want to be in your area. I want you to be there. I, if you're the franchisee, Hey man, let's, uh, let's talk because I I think we can be just about anywhere. That's, that's one thing. I don't think we have a, we have an area we can't go. I mean, yes, we, we can't go to some places that won't make, you know, numbers wise, won't make any money. Of course, you don't want to spend your money and lose everything. But, uh, I, I think we can go into small towns. We can go into big towns. We can go into, uh, you know, the, all the in-betweens, um, and, and we can we can really stand out amongst the others. I mean, I think we do. Look, you're taking uh, from from where I stand. You're taking a humble approach to this thing. A lot of people get in franchising for the re- wrong reasons, or you know, different reasons. They're chasing money, um, and you've done yeah, it. That's why they don't even have a they don't even have a store. They just have an idea. They're franchising it to. I can I could name off a bunch I've read about here lately. They don't they don't even have one corporate store. It's one guy had an idea, and he's franchising stuff out just just for the money. He wants a big boat and a big house in Florida or something, and 
man, I live in North Louisiana, and you couldn't whoop my butt and take me to Florida. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I like the price of living here. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. You say that until some franchisee starts knocking on the door and saying, "Alan, you're going to come hang out with me in Florida, right?" Oh, I will. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like to fish, so I mean, I got no problem going to Florida as long as he lives close to the coast. I love it. But no, uh, it, it's just that I I don't like the hustle and bustle of the big cities. I don't like. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just a, I'm a small town guy. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't even know how to dress today. I mean, I, I've been working cows all morning. I'm, I mean, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, but authentic can't be faked. And I think you being you to someone that is that is right for the business, and you got to be right for this. The food, the food industry is yeah. is different. It's a damn. Um, if you yeah, if you're used to it, it, it can it can tear you up. You can lose everything you own in the restaurant business. I've had friends come to me and say, Hey, I want to open up a chicken store. I'm like, you're not ready for it. And then they go try a hamburger joint and they fall on their face. And I'm like, I, I told you, you you're ready for it. You know, yeah. it, it, it can be evil. It can be very evil. Well, again, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this story goes, but you know, I, I think authentic people in the space are, are rare and I can, I can see that. And you're, I think you're taking the the right approach and look the the reality is a lot of brands need franchising to work uh to feed their family you don't you built up corporate first perfect the operation the product and the growth and now you don't need it which means you get to say no to someone let them go buy the burger brand they're going to fail but if you get to yes with you then you're then that that means something there's value in that you know yeah i i I think that's kind of where we wanted to be uh going into the franchising we said from the very beginning we were not going to just tell everybody here you go yeah because you've got to put the right team together if you don't have it um you've got to we want some people that's been in the restaurant business uh they understand it because they already know it can be evil whether they failed one or two or or very successful currently you know they will understand a whole lot more than someone off the street that says hey i've got money here it is let's do this and we're like nah we're good you know uh you go find you an operator that's been in the business for a while and we can verify that and then we can talk and it it does make people mad um but we don't we don't have to that that is the key we don't have to do this well, that's gonna that's gonna be the secret. Uh, great product, strong leadership, validation, customer reviews are there. Uh, you're perfecting. How do how do we solve some of the real estate issues? And then above all that, we're gonna say yes to the right people. And I think that's 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 gonna be a big part of the story. And again, like I look forward to seeing where this goes. So, Alan, this was awesome. Thank you for the chat. This yes. is gonna be the first of many. Uh, for Alan Fanny and I'm Nick Powell's. Thank you for watching another episode of Meet the Zor. Take care, everybody. Thanks, sir.